We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions, or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our Conversations here with Dan. So here in just a little bit, we're going to dive into a topic about tradition. Tradition. Uh, yeah, we've been singing the song up and down the halls, but we want to start by saying thank you to each and every one of you who watch on these bi-weekly basises and are liking and sharing the videos and all those different things. It's been fun the last couple of episodes to cover basically a wide variety of topics and questions, but we're going to try to keep it contained to one this time. Keep so, it contained, Jed. Yeah, I, well, I try. Okay. I try. So we're diving into what started from a passage in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15, it says, so then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. And so the person was asking, how do I know what traditions to hold to now? Thinking about, you know, here you had the writings of Paul talking about what he said. Well, there's all sorts of other oral traditions that have arisen. Do those hold water the same way Paul's did? Yeah, so... So I think in the discussion, the questioner was having, um, the person he was having the discussion with was talking about a history of oral traditions passed down by church leaders over the years, mm -hmm. and those being as authoritative or more so than Scripture. Okay. And so, you know, there are two things, Scripture and tradition. So let's, right. let's uh, get into this a little bit. Uh, first of all, Paul, in that passage, mm -hmm. uh, was talking about traditions received from the apostles, okay. whether oral or written. And um, Paul is very specific about this in his writings. Uh, go to Galatians chapter 1. Okay. And um, let's read um, verse 12 through 14 because Paul talks about two different kinds of traditions right there. So mm. let's read 12 through 14. Okay. He says, For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. If you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it, and I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age, among my people so extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. All right, that's good enough. So... In that passage, Paul talks about two kinds of traditions. Now, the word tradition is the Greek word paradosis, which means something that is passed down. Okay. Passed down. Yeah. And there is another word very closely connected with the word tradition in Paul's writings, and that's the word paralambano, which means to receive something from. Okay. So the two words are tradition, which means something passed down, mm -hmm. and the other word to receive something from somebody else. Are they both translated 
as tradition in no, English? No, but the, the words kind of go hand in hand because okay. you'll notice there in verse 12, Paul says that what he was teaching, he did not receive it from any man, nor was it taught him. So it right. did not, it was not passed down to him yeah. from a man. It was passed down to him by Christ himself. Okay. But then later on, he says that before he became a Christian, he was zealous in verse 14 For of the, the traditions of our fathers. Yeah. Now, the traditions of our fathers are these that I've got marked here in the Mishnah, okay. which is the traditions of the Pharisees from 200 B.C. to 280. Okay. Okay. And so there is much said about these traditions of the Jewish rabbis. Mm -hmm. And, um, for example... Um, I was just going to say, so just to clarify, these are the things that the Jewish rabbis would write down to like further explain or build upon what was in the law of Moses. Right. They, they would build on top of the things in the law of Moses and establish their own traditions that became, for some Jews, even more authoritative than the actual mm. law of Moses. But Jesus didn't see it that way. Okay. So go to um, Mark chapter 7. Okay. And um, read verses 1 through 5 there. And here we have Jesus in conflict with the traditions of the Jews. Mm. Mark 7, starting in verse 1. Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with their hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they washed their hands, holding to the traditions of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? All right, and then Jesus told them, Well, you make void the commandments of God by your traditions. Hmm. So um, here we have the commandments of God, which are divine traditions, things passed down to man okay. from God, in competition with the traditions of man, which are just human traditions. And hmm. Jesus said that the commands of God are what we ought to follow and not follow the traditions of man as if they hmm. were God's commands. Yeah. Because specifically on this sort of thing, there are lots of laws about being clean, but I guess this one specifically wasn't a m law of Moses. It was right. And there's don't don't get us wrong. You should wash your hands. There's it's good. Wash practice your hands to wash is good. Hands, yeah. But it was not a command of God that you couldn't eat before you washed your hands. Right. See, so it was elevated to the status of commands. But Jesus pointed out that there were other commands that came directly from God, like mm -hmm. honoring your father and mother and taking care of right. them in their old age. But they found ways to get around that by their traditions. Mm. See? Okay. So there's nothing wrong with tradition, but we shouldn't elevate it to the status of divine commands. It's not the same. Especially when it begins to subvert an actual command. Right. Now, okay. go back to Matthew chapter 5 in right. the Sermon on the Mount. And this is something that's often misunderstood. And if you read um, verse 20 and 21, actually 20 through 22, and listen carefully to what he reads here. All right, Matthew 5, 20. 
For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said of those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, You fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. All right, notice firstly in verse 20, he says, Your righteousness has to surpass the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. The righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees is what we have here in the traditions of the elders. Hmm. Okay, they had gotten around some of the commands of God and made them less than they were. See, they were looking for loopholes in God's hmm. law. Okay. And Jesus says in verse 21, and different translations word this differently, I would translate verse 21, you have heard that it was said by the elders, hmm. meaning these people here. Yeah. And notice verse 22, he says, but I say to you. Yeah. And then you see that same formula in verse 27 and 28, mm -hmm. verse 31, 32, same in verse 33 and 34, etc. Yeah. And um, when you go down to verse 43, this becomes pretty clear. Read 43 and 44. Uh, you have heard that it is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. All right. See, some people have misinterpreted. You have heard that it was said to be talking about just God's law, the Old Testament. Mm. But he's not talking about that. He's talking about what the tradition of the Pharisees did to their mm. to the Old Testament. And see, the okay. Old Testament never says you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Yeah. And this becomes clear that he's talking about the Mishnaic tradition and not, gotcha. not the scriptures. See? Yeah. So Jesus was trying to give them the true intent, the true meaning of the scriptures and exalt the scriptures over human tradition. See, mm. we follow the scriptures, not human tradition. Okay. So um, these are examples of in the teaching of Jesus, how that Jesus denigrated placing tradition over the commands of God and and it's very very dangerous to do that because people will typically hear this con this conversation and they'll be like oh they're talking about in a modern context the Bible versus you know other teachers later but this was something that Jesus was dealing with of we already had the Old Testament law and we've had the teachers so it's almost like we're addressing a question in a second round of the same thing. Right. What happened after the time of the New Testament is exactly what happened after the time of the Old Testament. Mm. What the rabbis did to the Old Testament, the ancient uh, councils of bishops uh, of the early Catholic Church did to the New Testament. Mm. And they, they, by their traditions, negated numerous things that we find in Scripture. Okay. But rather than just lay that off on somebody else, yeah. we still tend to do that sometimes in modern churches when we elevate the way we've always done things mm. or unspoken, unwritten traditions right. to the point that we feel obligated to do them as commands. And sometimes we fail to keep the commands of God because of our traditions. Mm. So, so almost like, like similar examples here, and you'll find it in the writings of the letters, someone comes into your church and rather than your first response being loving towards them and grateful that they're there to worship God and helping them approach him, 
we're more concerned about, well, did they look like us? Did they walk in the right way? Did they take the cup the right way? So sure. on and so forth. Et cetera. Okay. All right. So um, go to um, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, and everybody in the, in the churches of Christ has heard this read almost every Sunday at the Lord's Supper. But notice mm. the way this is worded. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. That's good enough. Now notice that wording. I received, received. from the Lord mm -hmm. what I passed on to you. Okay. So a tradition is what is passed on, but where did we get it? Mm. I received from the Lord. Okay. Okay. Now, in 1 Corinthians 15, he uses the same phraseology in verse 3. Notice what he says there. I delivered to you that which is of first importance, what I received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. All right, so if you're, if you're familiar with Paul's phraseology, it's the same thing as he's talking about in 1123. Mm -hmm. I received it from Christ. I'm passing this along to you. Yeah. So when Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2.15 says, hold on to the traditions which you received from us, Hmm. He's talking about the things he received from Christ and yeah. passed on to us. Okay. He's not talking about human oral tradition. And even in, in the Galatians passage we read at first, Galatians 1.12, mm -hmm. he said, I did not receive this from man, nor was I taught it, but it came to me by revelation of Jesus Christ. Right. See? So the traditions Paul talked about are divine traditions, mm. whereas these traditions of the Jewish rabbis or the traditions of the councils of bishops or whatever, mm. those are human traditions. They've not been received from God. Right. And those, even in the Galatian letter, Paul makes that really clear because he'll talk about, well, they told me this, but... It's not because they told me that I'm going to do it. It's because it's the same thing that Christ had called me to. Yeah. So it's almost like he, he'll clarify that a couple times in that letter, that same point that, that we're trying to draw from all these other scriptures. Right, and, and some people even tend to look at Paul's letters as somehow lesser because they're coming from Paul. But look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 37. Okay. Corinthians 14, starting in verse 37. If anyone thinks that he is a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that these things I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. So see, Paul was writing God's commands. God spoke through his apostles. Mm. God gave those apostles divine traditions. Um, and those divine traditions are authoritative from now on in the church. Not human traditions, but mm. divine traditions. Now that, some people might say, well, yeah, Paul's obviously going to elevate his own teachings because it's Paul's teachings. Was there ever a time where like Peter or one of the other apostles said, oh yeah, we know Paul and trust his writings? Yeah, you know there is. Second Peter chapter 3. Yeah. Um, go to verse, um, what is it? 14, Let's 15, see. somewhere in there. Second Peter 3. All right. Verse 14. Yep. Therefore, they're in the final words section. Yep. Even as our beloved brother Paul and all this. Yeah, they're verse 15. 
count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given to him. Keep going. As he does in all his letters when he speaks in these matters, these are some things, there are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. So there he mentions in the first verse, the wisdom given to Brother Paul, he understands that, and then mm -hmm. he classifies Paul's writings with the other scriptures. Right, right. So Peter acknowledged that Paul had received his stuff from God, as did all the other uh, people of the ancient church, because Paul had showed the great miracles of an apostle, and they understood mm. who Paul was and where he got his stuff. Yeah, so again, this is that tie-in that even amongst the other apostles, there wasn't this feeling of, well, you should trust Peter's words over Paul's or Paul's over Peter's. They were both coming from the same game plan. They were coming from the wisdom given by God. Yes, yeah. look at Galatians 2.9 real quickly. Okay. Galatians 2.9. There it says, And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to me to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me, that we should go on to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. All right, now go back to verse 8. I should have started one verse. That's four. all right. Uh, for he who worked through Peter for his apostolic ministry to the circumcised worked also through me for mine to the Gentiles. All right, and so they're 100% together and they recognize each other's apostolic gift and they're on the same page. And they had their disagreements when they would carry it out sometimes, yeah. but they saw that they should get back to the same page. That's exactly right. And they yeah. didn't disagree about doctrine mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Sometimes um, one or both of them would not carry out in his own life what was supposed to be carried out, but in right. doctrine they were absolutely united. Okay. So again, it's not going back to do it because name your apostle said it, do it because Jesus said it or it's God's wisdom that told them to pass it to us. Right. The the apostles communicated by inspiration the word of God and we're following mm -hmm. that divine tradition that as Paul said, I received from the Lord that mm -hmm. which I passed on to you. Okay. And that's why we follow it. So so then summarize. Yeah. Put this in, in two camps. There there are two types of tradition. There are human traditions passed down by humans to other humans. They have human origin. There are divine traditions which are passed, back, passed down by God to humans. Mm -hmm. We follow the divine traditions of Scripture, not the human traditions. Now, sometimes there's nothing wrong with human traditions. Yeah. As long as we understand they're not God's command and they're flexible and they're, they're not the same as God's command, but we should never let human traditions get in the way of us keeping God's hmm. divine traditions. So would it be a fair statement to say there's nothing inherently wrong with a human tradition or teaching, but if it goes against God's teaching, that's when we start really having a red flag raised. Right, and, and the problem in many churches and with all people, I guess, is that we tend to be so caught up in our practices we don't stop and say now is this something that actually comes from god or is this just a human tradition mm. so it takes a little bit of study and background work on our part right the more 
familiar we are with the scriptures, the more we'll realize what is human tradition and what is divine. Yeah. And I, I would say, I'll echo what you said earlier. Don't kind of pawn this off as, oh, well, that's what this big church organization does somewhere else. It can just as easily happen of you have your congregation's preacher up front who says the same thing over and over, and you start to accept that as gospel, even if it's yeah. not. You know, where do we get the idea we're supposed to have a table at, up front that says, do this and remember of me on it? You know, where do we get that? Where yeah. do we get the idea that... Uh, there are three scriptural service times every week. Where do we get the idea yeah. about uh, how we pass communion trays? Where do we get the idea about, um, you know, we could give any number yeah. of examples, but yeah. what comes from God? What is just human tradition? Yeah. So again, nothing wrong with any of those unless they're getting in the way of us actually following the commands of God and coming with the heart of worship and we're right. thinking about how can we stick to the tradition that makes us look like we're doing worship. Exactly. Okay. Well, that may raise some questions for you. Maybe you've got some other specific examples of a human tradition or a teaching that was meant to clarify some Bible teaching, and maybe you're wondering if it actually lines up. Uh, we'd always love to help you work through those things. So, Dan? Where did it come from is the is the point does scripture yeah. actually say this okay it's a good place to start looking for those answers so we hope you have a great week we'll see you next time thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and dr dan owen conversations with dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the broadway church of christ in paducah kentucky you can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website broadwaycoc.com